Well, tens of thousands turned out at the treaty grounds for Waitangi Day yesterday, where times, at times tensions did run high. David Seymour was heckled over his treaty principles bill, and Winston Peters was called on to sit down. Mr Luxon didn't get off lightly either, with attendees making clear their intention to watch this government closely. We can talk about policies that you want to put on or take out, but the treaty is sacrosanct, it's tapu, leave it alone. We should be uh, doing it in a rangimadie way, but absolutely getting our points across. Not letting them go to sleep at night wondering what Tao Māori is thinking. He just doesn't get it. That's still a concern for all of us, and it'll continue to be. If we expend the same time, energy and resource into honouring the treaty, then the discussion about tinkering and tampering with principles will be put aside to our family. We are joined now by the Prime Minister. Kia ora, good morning. Kia ora, good morning. A uh, lot of criticism about your speech at Waitangi. Did you get it wrong? No, look, I mean, I was tasked, uh, with, I thought the format was actually really good this year. We were tasked, uh, the English speakers, to talk about our vision for 2040 and what, what needs to happen in the next three years. Uh, I obviously talked about our, our rock-solid commitment to the treaty, that we're not touching it, it's not changing. Uh, it's, you know, important to lay up how it's played a role in our history, our present and our future. OK, I'll get to whether people uh, took that message on board or not in a, in a moment. But why would you repeat big chunks of your speech from the year before when the environment this year was so different? Uh, you're the Prime Minister now, you're leading a government which is introducing uh, a very contentious piece of legislation about four times uh, more the usual turn- than the usual turnout at Waitangi. Why stick to the same speech? Well, look, it was deliberate. I want repetition and consistency, particularly when there's a lot of misinformation and misunderstanding about our support for the treaty. Uh, I wanted to talk about the treaty in the context of the history from 1840 through to today, uh, and then what it means for us getting out to the vision of 2040, and, and particularly over our term. So, you know, the message is really clear. Um, the treaty is sacrosanct. It's our founding document. It's in the constitution of the National Party. It's, uh, it's how it's exactly, uh, we're deeply, deeply committed to it, and it's not just for changing. So you seriously sat down as you prepared for your appearance at Waitangi and said, I would like to repeat big chunks word for word of the speech I gave last year. Well, I'll just say big chunks. Uh, there's extracts where I have used exactly the same language, and that's been deliberate because I want a consistency of message, uh, and I want people to understand what I believed about the treaty last year, what I've believed about it uh, most of my life, uh, what I believe about it this year and next year. You know, that's not that's not for changing. And because it sounds there's a lot of noise and tension and a lot of voices. I want to be very clear about that. It sounds like you're not responding to what is in front of you. No, we have been responding. We understand there's tensions, particularly around the treaty principles bill. Uh, those have been big topics of conversations alongside many other topics as well with iwi leaders and my individual meetings with them uh, over the last 12 months uh, and also even over through the Waitangi period. So, look, I, I mean, you know, I just want to be really clear that, you know, the treaty isn't changing. Treaty settlements aren't changing. Uh, it's the foundational document of New Zealand. It is sacrosanct and we're going to make sure we honour it. Well, you say that, but then you're a part of a government introducing legislation which would undermine part of the treaty, the principles. Well, well, let's be clear how we are, where we've got to, where we've got to on the treaty principles bill. Uh, we have an ACT party that made referendum a bottom line in negotiations. We have a national party that doesn't support a referendum. That was an extensive part of our negotiations. We came to a compromise, which enables an aeration of the issues through a select committee. Uh, we'll support it to first reading, but not beyond that. Well, do you, do you regret that now, given the fallout from that? 
No, I think it's the reality of an MNP environment. Um, the alternative is you put New Zealand back through an election process. But, you know, we have to get in a room. Um, we have to get parties that have different policies um, and different principles uh, to be able to come and work together. And we came to a compromise. And so it's very clear. We, we support the treaty principles bill to first reading, but no support beyond that. Okay. Why were you not more specific about that at Waitangi? Because there were people there who heard you speak and they still don't believe you. They still feel that the treaty is under threat. Well, as I said, a lot of misinformation and misunderstanding. That's why I was consistent um, and repetitive on, in my remarks around the treaty, because I want people to understand it's been so seminal to our history and it will be continue to be seminal as we wrestle with it. Uh, that's what's made New Zealand so great uh, and what, what's so important. So, and the position on the Treaty Principles Bill, you know, I've articulated ad nauseum uh, through Rafana, through Kingitanga, uh, through media um, in, in recent weeks. But not so much at Waitangi, not so much at Waitangi. Well, we did discuss it with Iwi Leaders Forum on, on Friday. Um, I've discussed it in every Iwi Leaders meeting that I've had, uh, and our position's well understood. But you had thousands of people in front of you who wanted to hear that from you directly, and you missed that opportunity. Why? Well, I think we've expressed it really clearly in the media conversations leading up into that. And the key point is, yes, while there are challenges and while there are tensions, um, people understand our position, which is we support it to first reading, but not beyond that. So why are we wasting taxpayers' money, the high emotion of all of this, the goodwill for your government over a bill that won't proceed? Well, it is important to the ACT Party and their supporters. You know, They want to pursue a referendum. Uh, it is not important to uh, the National Party uh, and to our supporters. Uh, as, I said, as I said, we live in an MMP environment. Uh, we have to compromise. That's been the story of coalition agreements and coalition arrangements in many different governments over the history of New Zealand under MMP. Uh, and so you know, it's important there's an iteration of those views uh, for the ACT Party and for their supporters and for others that want to come in and, and debate that as well. But it's a huge amount of, of time and money to invest in something that's not going anywhere at a time where we're needing to cut costs. Well, look, I agree with you. I mean, we've had a government, a previous government that increased government spending by 84% with a lot okay, of wasteful spending. Okay, so, um, yes, no, no we, we have heard, we, we're, we're not cutting and pasting again uh, this time for this for this interview on that. I, know, I appreciate what you, what you were saying there. Uh, just, just back to that, though, when you were leading Air New Zealand, I'm sure you had consistent messages there. Has it long been a practice for you to, to cut and paste from previous speeches? Did you do no, that in your corporate life as well? I'll just say to you, go, go look at the full text of the speech because a lot of it was actually talking about the vision of where we want the country to go for, forward to in 2040. That was one of two questions that I was actually asked as were all the English speakers uh, on the Pai Pai to talk to. Uh, and that's what we talked to, which was what's our vision for 2040? And importantly, what are the things we need to do together in the next three years to actually start to realise that vision? And you know, the message was that New Zealand has a fantastic future. I mean, we have an incredible country. We're well positioned to do well. We should have no excuses for being highly successful. Successful, uh, and we need to work together, uh, iwi, community, government, local, central government, uh, to make sure we can get this thing done. Sure. Okay, just finally, uh, King Charles, of course, we had the news over the week, uh, well, over the holiday, of mm. his uh, cancer diagnosis. Have you passed on, um, what message have you passed on on behalf of New Zealand? Yeah, look, I mean, we just wished him well and a speedy recovery. Um, obviously, it looks like the diagnosis has been identified early and quickly. Obviously, the treatment will start very quickly from what I'm reading in the media reports as well. Um, but, you know, on behalf of all New Zealanders, I just wanted to wish him well and a speedy recovery.